Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Light a cloud of dust and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past from the thundering hoofbeats of a great horse, Silver, the Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. I'm Silver. Dan Reed, young nephew of the Lone Ranger, was riding the Overland Trail stagecoach from the small town of Woodstock into Frontier Town. The only other passenger was a stout, pleasant-faced man who watched the passing scenery with great interest. Well, I, I noticed you got on at Woodstock. You going very far, son? I'm going to Frontier Town, sir. Well, that's so. I am, too. Came all the way from Dallas on the stage. I'm enjoying every mile of it. Oh, uh, what's your name, sir? Dan Reed, sir. Oh, mine's Melton, Jim yeah. Melton, the Dallas. I'm going to Frontier Town to get the Union Pacific to California. Oh, you're going to California? I sure am, Danny. Lots of people are going there to search for gold. <laughs> yep, I know. My daughter Millie went out there with her husband a year ago. I got word they found gold. They invited me to visit him. Hey, let me open this suitcase a minute. I got something to show you. Hey, here they are. Look at these, Danny. Silver spurs for my daughter. Golly, they're beautiful. Had them made in Dallas special for Millie. She loves to ride. See all that fancy work on them? 
You don't see spurs like that every day, I can tell you. That's right, Mr. Melton. I guess it'd be hard to ever find another pair like that. Uh, Millie will be proud to have them, I know. I think so, sir. I bet when she... The guns must be outlawed. Yes, yes it is. They all have their faces covered. There's four of them. Get out of that coach. Uh, come on, son. <laughs> Driver, put on that lockbox and be quick about it. All right, mister. Here it comes. So, are you up there, Jethro? Keep your hands up while I search your boat. Well, I haven't anything of value. I'll find out for myself. Yeah. Pocket knife and a compass. Junk. Forget the young one. Search the thing. Uh, no, we Shut up. Nice, fat wallet. Hey. Something is shining on the seat inside the coach, Jess. Keep him covered, Anita. <laughs> Do not worry about that. Yeah, there's a pair of silver spurs. I'm taking those as a gift to my daughter. Please don't take them. You got my money. Ah, spurs to fit a woman's boot, no? <laughs> Bring them here, Jess. Oh, no. Here they are, Anita. Here they are, Juan. <laughs> you may present them to me, senor, instead of to your daughter. And because of such a gift... I will tell my men not to kill you, but... Kill me, did you say? Well, uh, of course. Take the spurs. I give them to you. Oh, <laughs> that's a good one. He gives them to you, Anita. And you're the leader of the toughest outlaw gang in the territory. Oh, yeah. A woman outlaw. So, now you have learned something new, perhaps, little boy. <laughs> Get back in the coach now. And tell them in Frontier Town that Anita Gomez laughs at the sheriff who cannot find her and her outlaw gang. But Sheriff Taylor finds you if you take that hat and neckerchief off, show your hair and face. When he finds out what you look like, Hold then... Hold tongue, impudent one, and get into the stagecoach before I decide to change my mind. Uh, come on, son, we better get in. <laughs> now, driver, Muan pronto. Get up there! Come on, Mr. Melton. You can't go on to see your daughter. It took all your money. Nope, not all, Danny. I got some more money hidden in my trunk on top of the stage. They didn't take time to go through that. Gee, I'm glad. I'm sorry, though, about the silver spurs. Yep, so am I, Danny. After all the trouble of having them made special, too. Oh, well, I guess we're lucky at that to come out of this alive. After the stage arrived in Frontier Town and the holdup was reported to Sheriff Taylor, Dan bade goodbye to Mr. Melton and getting his horse Victor from the livery stable, he rode to the Lone Ranger's camp in the Enchanted Hills. Dan told the Lone Ranger and Tonto what had happened. The Gomez gang are ruthless outlaws, Dan. You and the other passenger were fortunate you weren't harmed. Mm, that's right. Them say woman who lead gang plenty mean. Did you get a good look at her, Dan? No, sir. She wore clothes like the men who were with her. She had her hair and face covered. She spoke with an accent. Yes, I know. They say she's from Mexico. I'm surprised they didn't search the luggage. Well, she seemed so pleased to get the silver spurs that she decided to let us go on. I guess they thought Mr. Melton had all his money in his wallet. Them get money from Strongbox, maybe. Yes, they did. The express office, Joe Mitchell, said there was $5,000 in the Strongbox the outlaws took. I see. Sheriff Taylor was getting a posse together to go after the gang when I left Frontier Town. Holdup took place just beyond Rimrock Bridge. Toto, we'll ride out that way and see if we can help track them down. Here, Silver. Come, Scout. We'll be back by sundown, Dan. 
You wait for us here. Yes, sir. Steady, big fella. Easy. Easy, Scott. Easy, fella. Hold still there. Get up, Scott. The search for the outlaws was unsuccessful. It was three days later when Dan went into Frontier Town to the outpost general store for supplies. Old Laramie Bates was talking to Dan as he fixed up the order. There. <laughs> Guess that's got everything, Daniel. Yes, sir. You sure had an experience the other day, didn't you, son? Oh, you must mean being in the stage holdup. Yep. Uh, tell me, Daniel, did you get any idea at all what that Gomez woman looks like? No, sir, I didn't, Mr. Bates. I hear tell she's the sister of a famous Mexican outlaw who got killed by a posse during a robbery. She swore to take his place with the gang and get even. Golly, I could tell she's Mexican by the way she talks. <laughs> she sure got Sheriff Two-Gun Taylor in the lather. He's fit to be tied because a woman is able to outsmart him. Now, years ago, when I was a sheriff down in... Uh-oh. Look out front, Daniel. What is it? I don't see... <laughs> You're too young to let the sight of a pretty girl bother you, son. See that golden-haired lady at the hitch rack out there? Gee, she is pretty. Who is she, Mr. Bates? Miss Winters. And her brother's got a place up on Bloodstone Creek beyond the Lazy Widespread. <laughs> She's as nice as she is pretty, too. By thunder, even her riding clothes are pretty. That fringed leather riding skirt and... Here she comes in. Good morning, Mr. Bates. Uh, howdy, Miss Winters. Howdy, ma'am. Well, who's this nice young boy? Oh, my name is Dan Reed, ma'am. That's a nice name. Haven't we met before, Dan? Your face seems familiar. Oh, no, Miss Winters. I... I'd remember if we had. Oh, my, what a beautiful compliment. <laughs> Doggone, Daniel. Wish I could think them up quick as you do. Uh, what do you have, Miss Winters? We want bacon, sugar, and cornmeal. The usual amount of each, Mr. Bates. My brother will stop by later with the buckboard and get the order. Yes, I'll have the order ready for him. I'll be going now, sir. Oh, oh golly, I dropped the flower. Now, Daniel, see what you've done. Got flour all over Miss Winters' nice, shiny boots. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm sorry, ma'am. I'll wipe it off with my neckerchief. Oh, that isn't necessary, Dan. I... What are you staring at? Oh, oh nothing at all. I... Well, the flour's off. Thank you very much. My brother will be by in about an hour. Goodbye. Bye, Miss Winters. <laughs> Mighty nice girl, Daniel. Mighty nice. I'll get you another bag of flour. Uh, I'll come back for my packages, Mr. Bates. Right now, I have something I want to do. Goodbye, sir. Dan left the store and waited until the girl rode away. And going to the hitch rack where Victor was waiting, he mounted hurriedly. Easy, Victor, steady boy. I'm going to follow Miss Winters and see just where she lives. Come on, Victor. It was almost dusk when the Lone Ranger, becoming worried about Dan, spoke to Tonto. Tonto, Dan went into Frontier Town early this morning. Should have come back long ago with the supplies. That's right. I can't understand what's keeping him. Mm, maybe him go see Mother Willard at Ruman House. If he intended to stop in town, Dan would have told us. is not like him to stay so long without letting us know ahead of time. That's right. I think we better ride the Redskin Trail into town. Maybe we'll meet him on the way. Ah. Let's get the horses. Oh, 
nothing's happened to him on the trail, Victor might have fallen. Well, we not worry too much yet, Kimasabi. All right, let's go. Easy, big fella. One through Meantime, Dan had followed the girl along the trail which led across the Powderhorn River and up Bloodstone Creek. It was afternoon when he saw her turn in at the entrance to a small ranch. Dan rode further along the trail, then circled around until he was behind the ranch house. He left Victor in a clump of trees, then moved cautiously toward the house. No one seemed to be around as he approached a window and looked in. Suddenly a voice startled him and he swung around quickly. Hello, Dan. Won't you come inside? Golly, I... I was quite flattered when I noticed you following me. I didn't know I impressed you so much. Do come inside. Well, all right. Sit down, Dan. Thank you, ma'am. Now, tell me. Why have you followed me out here? Well... I noticed those spurs you wear. Oh, my nice silver spurs. My brother brought them to me as a gift from St. Louis. When? A couple of weeks ago. Why? Mr. Melton said there weren't any other spurs like them. He had them specially made. Mr. Melton? I never heard of him. He was a man on the stage who was robbed a few days ago. The outlaws took the spurs, too. (laughs) This is all very interesting. Surely you don't think I'd have an outlaw for a brother? Well... Well, I... The gentleman you spoke of could be mistaken. In fact, he is if these spurs are like the ones he lost. Or perhaps you're mistaken, Dan. These might seem to look like the ones you saw. Oh, I'm sure they're just the same as the ones I saw. I looked close at the fancy work on them. Well, it's quite a coincidence, then, that they should be the same. I'll get you some pine milk, then. You better start back or your folks will be worried. Golly, I... I don't know what to say, Miss Willis. Hey, Anita. Wait, Jess. There's one of the outlaws. I recognize his voice. Smoke. It's the button who was on the stage. Jess, you And he fool. called you Anita. The woman outlaw leader was named Anita, too. Hey, look, this maverick's too smart. How did Those he find... spurs. They're the ones you took from the man on the stage. Oh, so he recognized the spurs, huh? Anita, why did you Jess, have to... if you hadn't butted in here, I could have handled this kid. I can't believe that... That you're... <laughs> now perhaps you recognize my voice, No. Oh, the woman outlaw. Yes. And it's just too bad for you that you found it out, kid. It'll be a long, long time before your folks ever see you again. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger and Tonto rode all the way to the edge of Frontier Town in search for Dan. While the Lone Ranger waited, Tonto went on into town and stopped at the general store. Mooska, no fella. Easy, fella. Easy. you come after them supplies Daniel bought this morning. He never did come back for them. Why Dan leave supplies here in store? <laughs> it's a funny thing about that. Girl from out Budstone Creekway come in while the boy was here. Mighty pretty girl she is, too. Oh, me not savvy. Well, Daniel dropped the flower, spilling some of it on her boots. <laughs> yes, sir. He knelt down and cleaned them off with his neckerchief. Funny thing, though. While he was cleaning them, he kind of stopped. Just knelt there, staring at them boots and spurs like he was seeing a rattlesnake or something. Dan stared spurs, girl wearing? Yeah. Then, soon as she left, tells me he'll be back later. Out he goes. I watched him mount up and go riding after Miss Winters. Where Winters' girl live? Well, it's up Budstone Creek beyond Yank Tarberry's place. Yep, she sure is a mighty ah, pretty girl. go now. Adios. Hey, wait. Tarnation take it. Now he's gone and left them supplies. <laughs> well, folks around here is getting to act more peculiar every day, seems like to me. Returning to the edge of Frontier Town, Tonto told the Lone Ranger what he had learned from old Laramie Bates. Well, what do you think of it, Toto? Well, me think Dan recognized Silver Spurs. Outlaws take them stage. Yes, that's the way it seems to me. I can't figure where that Miss Winters fits into the picture. We'll soon find out. I'll give you a note to Sheriff Taylor, then I'll start on toward the Winters' place. You and the Sheriff follow. Ah, you write note. Then we go to Sheriff. Meantime, at the ranch, Anita, the outlaw woman who was posing as a Miss Winters, was giving orders to her brother, Jess. Now, Jess, someone may trail that boy out here, especially if they should question the storekeeper. You better clear out, then. No. At least I'm going to stay here as Miss Winters. Take the boy with you to the cave hideout in the Sawtooth Mountains. He's tied up in the next room. You'd better start right now. Well, what about you? Suppose someone does come out here. <laughs> I'm Miss Winters, remember? The pretty girl with the golden hair. Oh. <laughs> Since they think Anita the outlaw is Mexican, because I've always used an accent when we did a job, they'll be looking for a dark-haired woman. Yeah, but suppose that they... I can fool them, don't worry. Now, get going. All right. You can come on out tomorrow. See you later. Uh, are you sure this is the winter's place? Yep, this is the winter's place, all right. You see light and ranch house. Yes, someone's home. Come on, Sheriff. Wait here, Tonto. Ah. We'll soon find out something. Uh, 
Better be ready with your guns. Yep, I'm ready. Good evening, won't you... Come ask me. Oh, it's all right, Miss Winters. I'm Sheriff Taylor from Frontier Town. This man's a friend of mine. Oh, Sheriff Taylor. I've heard a great deal about you. Won't you come in? Thanks. Thank you. Mercy, need you have those guns in your hands like that? I don't understand well, why. Well, this is all kind of puzzling, Miss Winters. But we come here looking for a young boy who followed you out of town this morning. Followed me out of town? Yes, the storekeeper saw him leaving. Oh, could it have been that nice boy, Dan? Yes, that's the boy. But if he did follow me, he didn't come here. I do hope nothing has happened to him. So do I, Miss Winters. It would go very hard with anyone who might harm that boy. I can vouch for that, ma'am. I'm sure it would. Dear, I do hope you find him soon. We will. Don't worry. I can't imagine why he should have followed me. Perhaps, Miss Winters. It could have been because of the spurs you were wearing today. Spurs? Yes. I'm not wearing spurs. Nor did I wear any today. Uh, well, I... I guess we've bothered you enough, ma'am. We must have made a mistake coming here to find Dan. Yes. Yes, perhaps we did, Sheriff. Pardon the intrusion, Miss Winters. We'll leave now. I do hope you find the boy. I'm really worried about him. Thanks. So am I. Adios. Sure is a nice girl. Pretty, too. Sheriff, did you notice her boots? Her boots? What do you mean? The storekeeper told Tonto about her spurs. Now her boots were well shined. I noticed a slight ridge across the insteps. Sheriff, that girl lied. She did wear spurs today. I must have removed them shortly before we arrived. Oh, well, I'll be doggone. wonder how she'd get a hold of them spurs anyway. Maybe the Mexican outlaw woman, Anita. I... I have my ideas about that, Sheriff. You're not time, Dan? No, Tonto, but I have an idea. Easy, big fellow. Easy. We'll ride away, but we'll come back shortly. Not up, Sheriff. Steady. What are you planning to do? I'll tell you when we get a good distance away from the house. A short time later, Anita answered a knock on the door of the ranch house. An Indian. A um, man on trail say me bring note, give it to Miss Winters. I'm Miss Winters. Oh, well, here. Here, note. Thank you. I wonder who sent this. The boy got away. You'd better come to talk it over. Oh. Printed note. Not signed. That fool Jess must have let the kid get away. I'll have to go to the cave right now. Well hidden in one of the many small passes up in the Sawtooth Mountains northwest of Frontier Town, there was a natural cave. The trail to the cave was almost indiscernible, and the entrance to the cave itself was hidden by large boulders that made a natural screen. This cave had been for some time the hideout of the notorious Gomez gang, and because of its seclusion, it had escaped the notice of all who had tried to hunt down the gang. It was to this cave that Jess the outlaw had taken Dan Reed. About an hour after Tonto had delivered the note to Anita, 
Jess, who was resting on one of the makeshift beds in the cave, looked up as one of the men entered. Hey, Jess. Somebody's riding this way. Well, let's get to the entrance and be ready with guns in case they turn in toward the cave. Hey, that's Anita. The moonlight's bright enough for me to see her. Yeah, it is Anita. Wonder why she's coming here tonight. Oh, whoa there. I don't know. Hey, Anita. Hide about that note, you fool. Why didn't you hang on to that kid? The kid's back in the cave right now, tied up. Then why did you Wait a minute. What note are you talking about? This one. Didn't you give it to an Indian to bring to me? No, I didn't. Hey, there's something funny about that. Yes, there is. If you didn't send it, then who did? I sent it, Miss Winters. Hey, what the... Or should I call you Anita Gomez? Mm. Look, a mask on He's got us covered with them big guns. It was a trick so he could follow me here. He came to the ranch to ask about the boy. You guessed right, Anita. He's only one against all of us. Don't do anything hasty, mister. I'm standing right here watching. The sheriff. He and his men have the entrance covered. That's right. The notorious Gomez gang is about finished, Anita. But first, I want to see the boy, Dan. Of course. Jess, where is the boy? Right back there. In the dark at the end of the cave. He's bound and gagged. Horses are there, too. Why did you gag him? He's too young to be treated like that. Yes, he is. I told them to treat the boy gently. I'll loosen his cords and gag. Hold on. I'm coming along with you. Here he is. Here, boy. I'll take away that gag. There. Thanks. We've come for you, Dan. But you'll leave right now without him. I have this gun at the boy's head, and I'll shoot unless you and the others leave. So, you had a gun hidden in your shirtwaist. You tricked me into thinking you had a streak of kindness in you. Get out. And take the sheriff and the others with you. I give you one minute. My gun is pointed at you, Anita. Yes, so I see. But if I get a bullet, so will the boy. Think fast, mister. As Anita stood tensely holding a gun at Dan's head... She didn't notice in the dim light of the cave that Dan's horse, Victor, was watching. Victor knew the meaning of a pointed gun from long experience. As he saw the girl point a gun at his young master, his nostrils quivered and his eyes widened. He threw his head up with a sudden snort of anger that startled Anita. Oh, that horse beat to him before he... No need for that. I'll take that gun. If that horse hadn't attracted my attention, you wouldn't have been able to do that. I'd shoot him if I had... You're lucky Victor didn't charge you. He'd have been knocked down and trampled. Oh. Your outlawed days are over, Anita. Sheriff, round up the Gomez gang. Right. Come on, man. I'll cut your cords, Dan. Golly, I'm sure glad to see you. Now your feet. There. You're in dangerous company, Dan. But thanks to you, we've found out about Anita. I'll take over here. Good. Come along, Dan. I'll lead Victor out of the cave. Come along, fella. That masked man thinks he's smart. If it hadn't been for that horse spoiling things by acting now, up, I... Now, look, miss. Don't you go belittling that masked man. He's the one who taught that boy to be smart. And their horses to be smart, too. The boy found you out. The masked man tricked you into bringing us to the boy. And the horse spoiled your little trick to get us out of here. You can't beat that for teamwork. Who is that masked hombre, anyway? Well, I guess it's about time you knew. He's the Lone Ranger.
The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Thank <laughs> you.